The New Testament reading for this morning is taken from the book of Hebrews, beginning in the 13th chapter at the first verse. It is written, Stay on good terms with each other, held together by love. Be ready with a meal or a bed when it's needed. Why, some have extended hospitality to angels without ever knowing it. Regard prisoners as if you were in prison with them. Look on victims of abuse as if what happened to them had happened to you. Honor marriage and guard the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband. God draws a firm line against casual and illicit sex. Don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be relaxed with what you have. Since God assured us, I'll never let you down, never walk off and leave you, we can boldly quote, God is there, ready to help. I'm fearless no matter what, who or what can get to me. Appreciate your pastoral leaders who gave you the word of God. Take a good look at the way that they live and let their faithfulness instruct you as well as their truthfulness. There should be a consistency that runs through us all. For Jesus doesn't change. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, he's always totally himself. So let's take our place outside with Jesus, no longer pouring out the sacrificial blood of animals, but pouring out sacrificial praises from our lips to God in Jesus' name. Make sure you don't take things for granted and go slack in working for the common good. Share what you have with others. God takes particular pleasure in acts of worship, a different kind of sacrifice that take place in kitchen and workplace and on the streets. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O God of life, there is much that deals in doubt and despair and death in our world. And we're often tempted to give in to those forces. But help us always to choose life, to affirm what can be affirmed, to hope where hope is possible, and to actually risk ourselves to lift up human dignity. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. As I get older, it seems that I appreciate this poem all the more. Jenny Joseph writes in her poem entitled Warning, and I quote, when I am an old woman, I shall wear purple with a red hat which doesn't go and doesn't suit me. And I shall spend my pension on brandy and summer gloves and satin sandals and say we've no money for butter. I shall sit down on the pavement when I'm tired and gobble up samples in shops and press alarm bells and run my stick along the public railings and make up for the sobriety of my youth. I shall go out in my slippers in the rain and pick the flowers in other people's gardens and learn to spit 
You can wear terrible shirts and grow more fat and eat three pounds of sausages at a go or only bread and pickle for a week and hoard pens and pencils and beer mats and things in boxes. But now we must have clothes that keep us dry and pay our rent and not swear in the street and set a good example for the children. We must have friends to dinner and read the papers. But maybe I ought to practice a little now so people who know me are not too shocked and surprised when suddenly I am old and start to wear purple. You know, folks, it just seems to me that we spend so much of our lives in the relative safety of how we are perceived. We're always trying to control that perception, afraid perhaps of letting others know how we really feel, or not allowing others to see us do the seemingly crazy things we would love to do for fear that we might seem a bit daft, out of touch with reality, maybe a bit beyond the pale. Yet in this election year, as we listen to the hype and as the volume gets increasingly louder, the fear around the present economy, who looks like or says what, to war or not to war, bailouts and incentive plans that always seem to apply to somebody else, you know what I mean. Will Social Security still be around when I need it? What really happens if Iran gets the nuke? A wall to keep people away from us? All of these questions, as well as many, many more, are surfacing as it seems people trust each other less and think only of themselves much, much more. It seems to me like we're ever more aware of things that are unknown, and I think we have decided collectively that those things just frighten us. Well, I think it's precisely into this unknown that the writer of Hebrews jumps today. For just as many of us long for our elder years where we might actually dare to do some of the things we wish we could do now, the writer of Hebrews cautions us to be about some of those things now in our daily walks. I really believe that we are being instructed to unbutton ourselves, to be adventurous, to let it all hang out. So let's just take a couple of minutes to look at a few ways we might be encouraged to be a bit more daring in our lives of faith. Number one, show hospitality to strangers. Now there's a real stretch. You know, strangers in our day and age are generally scary and we avoid them. Yet this writer lets us know that if we dare to do this, we might even entertain angels unawares. So to take this seriously, I really believe that we must break our daily routines in some way. Go out of our way to meet new people, engage someone in conversation, about something you don't know much about. Try some new foods. Go to work a different way. Learn something new every day. Break out of your rut, whatever, wherever it is, 
and open yourself up to entertaining something or someone new. Be aware of new encounters and maybe actually seek them out. Imagine that. Number two, and I like this one. Take off your shoes. And walk around barefoot. Remember God told Moses, take off your shoes for the place on which you're standing is holy ground. Did you ever stop to think about that? Moses was high up on a rocky old mountain. It's not the type of terrain that you might want to walk around barefoot on. And yet, even then, it was important for Moses to make his feet vulnerable and aware of the feel of holy ground. Going barefoot helps you know where you are. When you put your feet on the ground, you get a non-stop flow of information. You learn things that you didn't know before about yourself, about where you stand in life. So kick off your shoes and go stub your toes on some holiness. Let something spiritual actually squish up between your toes. You may step on something sharp that causes you pain or even causes you to bleed a little bit. But embracing life and all of its possibilities involves all of these things. So get back in touch with what it means to expose your feet to all life has to offer them. From the tickle of long grass to the heat of the pavement in summer. Will you kick off your shoes with me this morning? And then number three. Meditate. Take the time wherever you are to just take a few deep breaths, to close your eyes, to listen to music, to the sounds of the environment around you, or even just the sounds of your own breath. Go back to the Hebrew meaning of the word for spirit and breath, it's ruach. And the ancients believed that as you breathe in and out, you breathe spirit in and spirit out. Hear this. You know that it is now reported that 75 to 90% of all visits to primary care physicians are for stress-related complaints. We have got to figure out ways to loosen up the load, to get in touch with what is really important. So figure out what it is that works for you and then do it on a daily basis. And then four, I encourage you to do something wild or silly or completely out of character for you. Give you another poem by Judith Yorst. It's called The Wild Thing, and she writes this. I went for a walk in the sun without wearing my sunscreen. I went out of town without making a reservation. I placed my mouth directly on a public drinking fountain and took a sip. I pumped my own gas. I ate the deviled egg instead of the cauliflower with low-fat yogurt dip. I bought, without reading consumer reports, a dryer. I left my checking account unreconciled. I know that the consequences could be dire, but sometimes a woman simply has to run wild. 
If it's too hard for you to imagine a walk on the wild side, just commit to silliness. Do something silly instead. Dare to expose yourself to fun for fun's sake. And then fifth, and I believe this is most important, laugh a lot. Life is way, way too short to walk through it with a permanent frown and a sad expression, folks. Much has been written about the healing gift of laughter, and I really truly believe that it is true. And aside from the joy that it brings to the one who is laughing, the sound of laughter is often contagious, and it brightens up many a dark room. These are just five ideas with which to work. But I really believe that life is meant to be lived and enjoyed. God did not create you to go through life being miserable. The writer of Hebrews points to many of these things and more as we look at today's reading. So why be tied up in knots over things we cannot directly control? Why be so worried about what the future might hold that we fail to enjoy this glorious day that we've been given? Remember, folks, all you ever really have is the gift of this moment. And that simple gift is long enough to find God or lose God, long enough to shrug your shoulders or become determined to make a difference, long enough to wipe away tears, experience laughter, go barefoot, and perhaps even entertain angels. What a world of wonderful possibility. So this morning, I really just want to encourage you to practice radical hospitality. First, perhaps, with yourself and then with the wonderful people God sends your way. May we all try to stay in touch with what is really important, even as our world spins out in different circles and in some ways, I believe, further away from the center of all things. May God go with us as we dare to unbutton ourselves a bit and try to be easier with each other. Amen.